Welcome to the MJV Ministries podcast, where we focus on building your faith and stirring up your passion to win souls. Take a moment to subscribe so you can stay updated with everything we do. Now here's your host, Evangelist Mike Vitalich. How do you establish a covenant with God? And if you have your Bible, turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, because this is important, um, to establish a covenant with God. Somebody is going to walk out of here blessed because it's good to learn. I always talk about uh, disciples, and disciples are learners. And uh, I know we have plenty of people learning uh, tonight. So number one, um, what, number one way to establish a covenant with God is by giving. And tonight, like my wife said, we're going to talk about giving our tithe, um, giving our offerings to the Lord. In oh. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18 I'm reading from King James. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that given thee the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy father as it is thy day. I want to point a couple things out because God's given us the power to create wealth. It's available. Yeah. It's available. We have the ability to create wealth from God. Not, not just working a secular job, but more than working a secular job. You know, I, I know there's people on watching right now that God's spoken to you about starting a business, maybe even writing a book, maybe even uh, kingdom business stuff. You know, keep in mind, I really believe that even, even today, there's, you know, the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for just. What, what better way? What better way than the time that we're living in right now that God's going to have a, a wealth transfer? Yeah. You know, because we're living in the end, day, the end times, I mean, the final moments, you, you see other countries going to trying to make one world, um, a one world economy. Yeah. You know, you see Russia, you see India, you see China. Uh, um, they're trying to make a one, you know, uh, a unique um, form of payment. You know, you see people already paying with, with a mark. I mean, it's, it's, it's. That's what they have in Europe. Yeah. Where it's already like a chip in the hand even, you can pay even with. In yeah. like, even in like Cuba, when we went to Cuba, mm -hmm. there was, the government wanted to know all about all your money. Yeah. You know, the government wants to know how much you're making. The government, every single, so we're living in the final moments. And if we're living in the final moments and God can't lie, right? And he says, I'll give you the power to create wealth, you know. So understand, I really believe that there's going to be a wealth transfer from people of the wicked, uh, and it's going to be laid, laid in the hands of the just. Yeah. And how many just people do we have on right now? Every, every hand emoji should be going up. <laughs> every hand emoji yeah. should be going up. Because we're all just. We're all justified. Yeah, amen. Amen. So just take a look at that. But thou shalt remember the Lord thou God, for it is he that's given thee the power to create wealth that he may that word may is conditional that word may is that god wants to establish yeah. his covenant with you god wants to establish a covenant with you so it's conditional so that means it's up to me to do something to god i'm not going to sit on my blessed assurance mm -hmm. i'm not going to wait for someone else to do it i if you're in the comments right if you're watching, right, I'm going to do something about it. And what are you going to do? 
I like that because um, how you said in the in the beginning of this is that it's more than just a like um, I forget the word you use, but more than just a promise. But it's like it's an agreement. It's, it's a, a law binding agreement. agreement. And it's like too many times you see it where people don't understand their authority in Christ and they just let things happen or let things slide or just put up with things because they don't understand that they can come to God and yeah. say, no, I'm in an, I'm in a covenant with you. And you said, and this is just an example. Like, you know, we have, um, promises to us as believers. So when you give your heart to the Lord, when Jesus becomes Lord of your life and you accept him into your heart, you know, you have access to all these benefits. I think we were in, um, in Texas or the one of the last uh, churches, maybe it was in Cuba, but you had said that it's not like the word of God isn't just like a buffet where you just come and, and pick and choose yeah, the things that you, that you want. It's actually, and I, at first I was like, what do you mean? That doesn't like, can't, what do you like? It, it took me, but then when you, when you went on, you said it's not a buffet because like you have access to everything. Yeah. It's not like a limited menu where you could just, you just go up and choose certain things. Like, no, you can have this and this and this and this and this, you can have the healing, you can have the, it's the a package yeah, deal. it's a package deal. And so I thought that was so like neat that it's not just something you you just want to pick and choose where like oh you know i'm in covenant with god um so my finances are protected but my my health isn't yeah. you know no it's you can have all of it absolutely and i love what tim Ke it's a feast it is a feast but don't leave things on the side you know and that's what that's what it is when i meant to say like it's a buffet it's like you have a veil you could have the lobster you could have the prime rib once yeah. again everything's to do with food and Right. You could have the suit, whatever, but it, it's a package deal that God has laid up for you. Yeah. And a lot of people, even as they preach and a lot of ministers and a lot of, you know, believers, they only take, they only take one thing. Yeah. You know, oh, I'm just, I'm happy with the salvation. I'm good with the salvation, but they leave the healing. They, they leave the joy. They leave the peace. Mm -hmm. They leave the provision. That's what it is. When you preach the gospel, you have access to the whole gospel. Nothing more, nothing less. You have access. And that covenant right gives us the access to God's promises. Yeah. And tithing and giving gives you, it starts your covenant, right? Because what does God want from us? Everything belongs to God. And a lot of people feel like, oh, the, the tithe and the offering and giving, it's just a tax. Yeah, but it, it's not, a, if it's a tax, where people say, oh, we just, people, God just wants to tax the people. Well, then if it's a tax, what, why does God even ask it for us to do when everything's already his? That's now, good. the tithe and giving, that shows the heart. Yeah. It actually exposes things, right? So to establish a covenant with God, you need to learn how to start giving and tithing. That's good. Because that's what has most majority of people's hearts is, is the finances. Well, I've worked 40 hours a week for this, and now you're asking me to give it. I'm not asking for anything. I'm saying be obedient to God. Yeah. I'm not asking for you to, you know, we don't need anybody to do anything. We say do what God wants you to do. The Bible even talks about you should only give. You shouldn't give under pressure. You should do just what God tells you to do, bottom line. Because if he tells you to do something, it's conditional. If God tells me to do something, he has a reward for me. Yeah. He has a blessing for me. 
So number one, establishing a covenant is giving your tithe and offerings to God. Uh, and you get that from Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse 18, but thou shalt remember the Lord. So you're remembering God when yeah. you give, you're remembering God. Yeah. But thou shalt re remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that's given thee the power to create. Everything that you have is because of God. God, you've given me the strength to work. You've given me the mind to, to work. You've given, me the, you, you've, you've given me the ability, the capacity to function in a higher level in society. And because of that, I am reaping a harvest. Because of that, I am growing financially. God's given you that power to create wealth. I know somebody that's in business, and they do very, very, very well. And they even say, I I'm only able to do, do this and function is because of God. Yeah. And the way he gives back is by sowing into other ministries, uh, um, using his, his, his income as a, as a weapon, a tool to destroy the works of the devil. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Number two, um, to stay in the covenant is to keep the blessings flowing. How many anybody wants blessings to keep flowing? There's a there's a song that they uh, they sang. Um, I'm not I'm not out there looking for blessings. Blessings out there looking for me. Um, I should tag my friend Michael Cuomo, uh, Ben Cuomo, uh, because he sings this song really good. And um, you know, <laughs> he would. but I'm not I'm not out would. there chasing God. I'm not. Well, I'm not called to chase God. I'm doing what God's called me to do. And as a reward for my obedience, God blesses me. God, the Bible says that he'll call people to sow into you. He'll, he'll pour, he'll, he'll make it, he'll make you uh, um, like a magnet to, to, to favor. He'll make you a magnet for peace and joy. That, mm. Those are things that you can't buy. Yeah. You can't buy favor. Favor comes as a relationship with God. Yeah. Favor comes because I know, so, you know, it's like growing up in an Italian family, right? You, you, you know everybody. I know I, you, need some, you need to buy a car. I know somebody, right? You need to get an alarm system. I know somebody. That's true. You, actually, you, you have a cousin for everything. You need, you need your house <laughs> cleaned. You, you need something. I know somebody. And how do I know that person? Well, because I have a relationship with that person. But because I have a relationship with that person, I want to give that person business. I want to I want to bless that person. When somebody asks me for something, oh, I know who to call. You call this guy. But what about the guy next to him? Well, I don't know that guy. I have a relationship with this guy. And because of my relationship with this guy, I'm going to put business. Like That's I know good. somebody that that sells cruises. Right. You, you can go on the website and you could buy cruises and and search for cruises. Well, if someone said, hey, Mike, I'm looking for a cruise. I know just the person. I know just the person. Why? Well, why do we got to tell that person's name? Well, because he's a, he's a friend of mine. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. He, he blesses me. He's a good friend. He, he takes what if I, if I ask him to, to come and pick up my mail when I'm gone, he'll probably do it. And that person you, we could tell is he on right now? Pastor that is on. Pastor, so Pastor that knows a person too. Yeah. So you, you see what I'm saying? So that, that favor from God is I have a relationship with God. And because I have a relationship with God, he's going to open the doors for me. Uh, he's going to open tunnels for me to get blessings. Yeah. Go ahead. You're going to read. Um, I was going to read because this is one of the 
Um, like Pastor Sa Pastor Thad said in the comments, he said, "Givers always have open hands. Non-givers always have closed hands." Yeah. And when we partnered, um, an example with like feed the hungry, it, one of the key scriptures is uh, Proverbs nineteen verse seventeen. It says, "If you help the poor." You are lending to the Lord and he will repay you. So if is that conditional word again. That's good. If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord and it is he who will repay you. And so, you know, it's 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 like one of those things that we established in our ministry from early on. I think like even before we had like our first partners, we were partnered with feed the hungry doing, yeah. I think it was like 10 kids a that day or like so small. it was something, well, it was, it was what we could do yeah. at that time. And we told the Lord, the more you increase us, the more we'll increase our reach. And so the Lord increased us. We were able to feed 20 kids every day. And then the Lord increased us. We were able to feed 50 kids every day. And then the Lord increased us and we were able to feed a hundred kids every day and, and looking to even double that. And so I, which we, we doubled that this month, um, oh, yeah. with feed the hungry. So it's, it, you know, we just, we're always looking and it's because we've seen that happen. You know, when we, when we stood on that scripture, Lord, you said in your word, if we help the poor that we're lending to you and it is you who will repay us. And he's repaid us over and over and over, but it's in that, um, covenant that we have with him where it's it's like that agreement it's like lord you said this and we present it to him like that and we say lord you said that we are in agreement father that we are tithers we are givers we help the poor we feed the poor we do what it is that he says in his word and he's like it works yeah and so even how it says and i don't know if i'm getting because i don't know what you have written down um, for your notes, but like, even how it says in Malachi, um, where it says like, test the Lord in this, where he says, test you test in the tithe. Yeah. You know, that's the only place in the Bible where it Malachi says you 10. can test me. Yeah. Where you can test me. But it's like, it's because like God isn't saying that as if nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Because he can't lie. Because he can't lie. So it's like, it's like, if you don't even believe me at this point, test me in it yeah. and see and what happens. place. That's the only place that God says, test me. Yeah. You know, that's the only place where you, you could read, God says, test me. Because it has to do with the heart. Yeah. You know, it strictly has to do, giving has to do with the heart. And um, just to switch topics a little bit, I just tagged my friend, I don't know if he's on, but Gilbert, that's, that's my guy. If you need a cruise, <laughs> if you need a cruise, if you're watching this on replay or anything, go, go follow um, uh, Gilbert. Uh, Gilberto, uh, and uh, he will hook you up with. Because why are you giving him a shout out? Why? Because he's a, he's a friend of mine. Because I have he has favor with me. You know that's good. He has favor with me, and because he has favor with me, I want to let everybody know. If you're looking for a cruise, and and you know what I'm saying, and like yeah, you can go online. Sure, you can go online and get a cruise um, off the website and everything of Royal Caribbean, but. Wouldn't you want to know that you're blessing somebody that this guy who tithes and he gives and his life and him and his wife, they serve the kingdom of God in such a high capacity. I, if I'm going to bless anybody, I'm going to bless him. It's the same reason when, when I bought my truck, 
right? I bought I bought a Ram. I bought I, I leased a Ram uh, truck, and I bought it for my friend who's who who's in church. Why? Because he's a tither. He's a giver. I want I want my money to be associated with kingdom stuff. And and let me just say this: if you're if you're in the kingdom and you're working for God, right? And you know Christians shouldn't look for handouts. They should just come automatically. But if my friend, right, um, if if my friend owns a car dealing, uh, a car dealership, or if he owns um, a dealer, um, a detail shop where he can, or a maid service, or some sort of manual labor job, why am I going to ask him for to give me a deal? Mm-hmm. I, I want to be a blessing to him. I, as Christians, you shouldn't look for, oh, well, you know, there's one thing to be good stewards of finances, and I'm not telling you not to, but I am saying you shouldn't always try to low undercut every single Christian. That's you know, you shouldn't try to undercut anybody. You should be able to make a deal with a believer knowing that you're not getting ripped off. Bottom line. That's good. Bottom line. Yeah. But going back to what you were saying, um, um, Proverbs 19... Proverbs 19, 17, he that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord and he which he hath given will pay him again. So anytime you give to the needy, you know, we were we were in Cuba and we bought rice, we brought medicine, um, um, ALM, our family at ALM, they've started these churches and they're feeding they're feeding hundreds of kids, adults. Help. I mean, so anytime yeah. you sow into our family ministry, ALM, uh, Pastor Thad and, and, and Pastor Francis, their ministry is helping the poor, which is lending to God. Yeah. So, and the Bible says you get paid back. Glory yeah. to God. He, he, you get paid back by helping the poor. Just like what we, we started off feeding. We started off being faithful. We started off being faithful with where we're at because we couldn't in the natural, you know, um, spend. We didn't have it. Our ministry didn't have it in the natural $600 a month to feed the hungry. Yeah. So we started off with, what, $50 a month, and we were faithful. The Bible says in the book of Luke, chapter 16, verse 10, if you are faithful with the little, you will be faithful in the large ones. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with their greater responsibilities. A lot of people like saying, oh, if you're faithful with the little, God will make you rule over more. They don't like finishing the verse. But if you are dishonest with the little things, you won't be honest with the great responsibility. Someone says, oh, my. (laughs) Someone someone, someone is, is feeling the wave of that. But if you're faithful with the little things, God will make you the ruler over greater things. Yeah. And, and that, so like somebody's out there, well, I, I, I'm believing God for, you know, a higher salary. What happens if you could live? If you could live on the tithe and give the 90? Yeah. We know somebody that was given a turnkey business. It was given. We, we, it was given to them. And this couple, they, it's like their second business. They live on the 10% yeah. and they give God the 90%. Money means nothing. 
Oh, Evangelist Mike, you're talking about money. Is the ministry the ministry is striving with partners and people that sow? This is for somebody that needs a breakthrough. Why am I on here right now talking about why we tithe and why we give to God? Because somebody out there needs a breakthrough. And if you if you're obedient to, to the Lord and you could be say, you could be honest with God and say, God, what is it that has my heart? Because I want to give it to you. That's good. What is it that has my my heart? Because I want to give it to you. There's a lot of things that could hold your heart and that will prevent you from being obedient. Oh, why do I got to give? I work so hard and, and everything. It's not about that. It's about being obedient. It's about being ob obedient. And that brings us to uh, Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you, measured, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. So if God can get it to you, he, can he get it through you? If God can get it to you, could he get it through you? And that's like the biggest thing because nobody really wants, well, yeah, you know, I, I'll wait for, let's say you're believing for a certain amount of money to come in. Yeah. And then I'll sow. It won't happen. It won't happen. It won't happen. You, it won't happen. If you have to wait. Because you know, you know why. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I know you wanted to read that comment. The tables need to turn over from all the false statements of tithing. Preach it, Michael. Thank That's you. That's good. Because it's, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, it's absolutely true. If, if, if money means nothing to you, then, then, then be obedient to sow what God tells you to sow. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say it's because it's a it's a principle that really starts in the heart and starts in the mind, because if you already have the mentality of, oh, I'll start tithing when I get a better job, or when I get a promotion, or when I get a raise, or when I get whatever. Yeah. It's that's it's you've already you've already lost yeah. it. I heard I heard someone say this in order to raise the the standard the the level of your living, you need to raise the quality of your giving. That's good. That, what does that mean? That anytime you have an opportunity to sow into the kingdom, well, you sow into the kingdom. Anytime you, there's, there's a, there's, you go into a house of God, you're not going empty-handed. You're going with a gift to the Lord because you're not, people got to understand, you're not giving to man. You're giving to your heavenly father. The person that you're giving to, they're responsible to steward that. But once that offering leaves your hand, that's all God's called you to do. God's not going to stop you, uh, stop a blessing for you just because someone that you happen to give to, you had a bad experience, and because you have a bad experience, well, I'm not tithing anymore. Some of you have been watching right now, and, and, and maybe you were at a church one time or you, you gave into a ministry, and that person fell away from God, and, and you never want to give ever again. Well, that's, that's ridiculous. That's absurd because you got hurt because, because it didn't go your way. All God told you is to do is give. And what that person does with that finances, it's not up to you to, to, to judge them. 
It's up to you to say, Lord, I did what I'm going to do, and now thank you that I'm on deck. I'm next, glory to God, for my blessing. The blessing is flowing. I'm not out there chasing blessing. The the blessings out there is chasing me. And that's how you keep the blessing flowing. You keep the blessing flowing by keep giving. You sow, the Bible talks about a parable of the, the, the farmer and the seeds where he just kept throwing seeds out. Multiple seeds in the ground produce multiple harvests. Yeah. You know? Uh, there's a ministry in California. Uh, there's a church, uh, Pastor Michael Weber, uh, he posted on his Facebook that there's one of his members, uh, kids, they want to go to the river for fire week. So he posted a picture of it. He, he oh, yeah. backed the person and said, this, this kid has been inviting people to church. Life's transformed. He got touched by God last year. And he's raising money to, uh, to go to fire week. Well, glory to God. I, I saw that. That kid's winning people to souls, winning, winning souls yeah. for the kingdom, getting his family members in church. That kid, that's, I want to be a blessing to that kid. So we sowed into him. And not only did we sow into him, we posted it, and other people sowed into him. Why? Because we're sowing into the future generation of ministers that are going to continue to to light fires across the nation. Because money doesn't have our heart. Yeah. I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it to see people saved. What's What's the cost of eternity? Glory to God. And that's what people need to understand. And I'm not talking about people watching because you're watching me because... If you're watching me right now, you agree with me. Because everyone that doesn't agree with me, checked out. <laughs> they logged off as soon as they we said point because, one. Because why, why do they log off? Because giving, giving has to do with money. Money has to do with the heart. And anytime there's a heart issue, it's easier for them to, to instead of learning something, it's easier to just, uh, I'll just log off. I'll pretend I'm getting a phone call. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, uh, um, I'm walking into... Uh, CVS and I can't have my phone on because somebody might hear you preach about prosperity. Well, prosperity is part of, it's it's not the prosperity gospel. It's the gospel. It's the gospel. Prosperity is incorporated in the gospel. And if you can't preach prosperity, then how are you going to preach healing? How are you going to preach salvation? How are you going to preach a holiness? And, And you can't just pick one topic. You gotta preach the gospel because otherwise you're 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 doing an injustice to the body of Christ. Because I didn't know what I know now, and everything was taught to me. I've applied in our life and our marriage, and now look at where we are. We have more in the bank than we ever had. We're able to do more. Yeah. I'm looking for the the, the day where where if there's a need, and this is what prosperity is. Prosperity is meeting the needs of the people. That's so good. If somebody needs a house, guess what? I'm on deck. I want to buy that person a house. If somebody needs a car, guess what? I want to buy that person a car. If somebody needs groceries, I want to buy that person's groceries. Glory to God. If somebody needs a new outfit, I want to buy that person a new outfit. If they need a pair of shoes, I want to, I want to buy that person a new pair of shoes. Glory to God. Yeah. And that per- I'm not looking for that person to repay me. It's not me saying, hey, uh, you owe me, by the way. No. God, God said he'll pay me back. Because yeah. if I give to the poor, if I help the needy, if I give to somebody that has no means to ever pay me back, I'm not giving for them. I'm giving unto the gospel. If Jesus was there yeah. with his hand out, testing me, testing me. Why? Oh, God doesn't test. He tests in giving. Absolutely, he tests in giving. It's in the word. 
And when he could test me in giving, guess what? There's, there's somebody that, you know, called our ministry. A random person called our ministry. And I answered the phone. And, and, and they, they, they called. They hung up. I called back. And I said, hello, uh, MJV Ministries. Oh, and the person said, I'm sorry. I should have never called. I said, what's going on? And they, they called. They said they were in a financial trouble. And, and I could easily say, I could easily say, ah, this person just wants money. But guess what? That's a person that God put on this earth. And that person's somebody to God. Well, what's going on? I told this person. And they told me that they're, you know, they're in a financial bind and, and things has just been going wrong. I asked them if they, if they go to a church and they say, do you go to church? And, and then I, uh, I asked them if they knew the Lord. I asked them on a scale of one to five, five being right on fire for the Lord. Do they know where they would go? Do they know how, that God loves them? And that person rededicated their lives to the Lord. That means you could be in church and not be saved. You could be in the place of God and not be saved. You could be so close. That's why it's not about the church. It's about the people. It's about a relationship. Yeah. So I prayed with this person, and the person made things right. Now that person's brand new. So I said, give me your cash up. I'm going to send you money. Personally, I'm going to send you money. And the, the person was just, they just couldn't, they couldn't believe it. Now, if someone said, oh, well, well, that person, uh, they just wanted to, you know, maybe they'll use it for drugs or alcohol. No, I, I prayed. I actually prayed. And I said, this money is not to be used for drugs or alcohol. You understand this? Mm -hmm. And I said, it's not to be used for drugs. Or it's to be used to put food or pay, pay a utility bill. Make, make myself clear. And then I, I sent money. And it's not up to me. It's not up to me to keep tabs on the person. It's up to me to be be a tunnel of blessings to that person. Yeah, because they had called how many churches? They called a couple churches. They had already called like three, three Someone churches. Someone said, "Oh, well, they're just taking advantage. They're not taking advantage of me because I sowed a seed. It's left my hands. It's not up. It's it's not it's not up to me. It's not my money. God blessed me. The Bible says God's not mocked. What a person sows, they'll also receive. So great, I'm up deck. I'm on deck for for another blessing from God. Thank you." No one's going to steal from me. No one's going to steal from you. I'm keeping the blessing flowing by giving. That's right. And yes, my, my wife said they called many churches and nobody wanted to help them. Well, okay, you called the right person. And if that was a test, if that was a test from God, you know, because the person's talking and everything, and I could have easily said, nah, not, not today, or I could have said, yeah, I'll, I'll send you something and not sowed anything. But if that was a test, guess what? I, we passed. Because nothing means and no, everything means nothing to us. A third reason on why you want to continually tithe and give. And by the way, this keeps you in covenant with God. You know what I like that Go you ahead. said? And it's kind of almost changed my entire um, thoughts on being in the ministry. And, and, uh, I want to work because I don't want someone to like take this the wrong way, but so you said, um, I remember, you know, we were ministering somewhere once and we had found out that, uh, um, a lot of, or, or not, 
I want it to be. I want it to be discreet, so I'm not going to say where. But someone had mentioned, uh, which we get this a lot, like from people saying, well, I don't believe in tithing. Tithing is Old Testament. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to tithe, blah, 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 blah. I know what you're saying. Like, and so, someone said, which, and I've heard it as a pastor's kid. I've heard it a lot. People um, have left many churches I've been in because like of tithing. Yeah. But it's like, when you understand it as the covenant, like, no, it's a covenant, right? right. I almost want to ask when people, uh, believers come up to me for prayer. Now I almost want to just lead. And I probably will after we had that conversation of, are you a tither? Because I can pray <laughs> till I'm blue in the face, but if you're not even in covenant with God, where it counts, then, you know, yes, God can do a miracle. Yes. He holds the right. Yes. He will heal people. Yes. There's mercy and there's grace and there's forgiveness. But I'm telling you right now, if you've been a, if you've been a believer for 10 plus years, five plus years over a year, and you've not connected your finances to the gospel to prove that money doesn't have your heart, but that God has your heart. What am I going to do? What is my faith going to do? When you can't even, you know, you can't even be willing and obedient. And you want me to come in agreement that you're, you'll get a brand new car or that, you know, a large lump sum of money is going to come in to pay off your debt. When it's like, these are just basic things that he says in his word. If you, if you give, when you give, when you give your tithes, when you give your offering, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. What is the devourer? The the devourer is the enemy coming in to try to steal your finances in ways that, um, can look like things just are always going wrong for you. Yeah. Your, your washing machine broke and then your refrigerator broke and then your, you know, like then your car broke down and then you got four flat remember, tires. Remember the time it was Christmas and you uh, purchased a dog for us. <laughs> no, this is a, this is a true story. Okay. You, this is, this is covenant one-on-one. Okay. Because one of the things uh, I'm not going to jump ahead, but um, this is, this is a practical thing that we've experienced. Um, did you read Miss Laura? Read, I did. I, did was that, that what you were reading? Yeah. Cause that really touched Miss Laura. Uh, Miss Laura Rayberg says, Um, this is what I know about Michael and Sarah. If they didn't experience this principle in their life in a powerful way, they wouldn't be so passionate about it. They love to hear people's testimonies of this working in other people's lives. They too, in the beginning was like, here we go. Let's trust the Lord and his promises. And it's true. Laura's husband, Matt, as a powerful testimony on what happens when you start tithing and giving because I, I mean you know we should really record it when we're in Rockford listen to this she said tithing brought me and my husband closer to God by faith we trusted him with our money and we were so blessed we continue to allow God to build our relationship with him trust is a part of our obedience and and the number one rep- the number one issues that couples have has to do with what money. money they trusted god with their money there and you know and like i said maybe we'll do like a video testimony or i gotta get matt on here uh, because he's got a powerful testimony when it comes to finances but going back going back to what happened 
uh, my wife and I, we have this house and we're living in it and it's beautiful and it's everything that we wanted. And my wife surprised me with a dog that I had no idea that was coming. So here we're going one day and my wife uh, is in the restroom and all of a sudden there's no hot water anymore. And she says, honey, there's no hot water. And I said, how is that possible? Let me go check the hot water tank. And I go check the hot water tank. And how many husbands has, could, could testify that all of a sudden there's a puddle, a river of water coming from your hot water tank. And it's going everywhere. There's water in the basement. And I'm saying, glory to God, a hot water tank went. Glory to God. <laughs> I'm going to tag Daniel Dutron. Tag Daniel Dutron right now. Glory to God. Because I'm not going to let anything else come out of my mouth. I'm going to give glory to God. And then I'm like, great. And it was December. It was December. This was in December. It was, it was ice cold and there's no hot water. And, and I'm like, Lord, help. And I know the church recently got a hot water tank. And it was like maybe $1,500 something like that, get installed, take away the new one. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's not awful. We have the money. I don't need to, like, break out into emergency tongues or something, you know. And, and then I'm sitting there because my wife cement money on the dog without telling me it, but I, I'm not thinking You didn't, it. and you know what it was? You know what it was? Like, for probably, because I had ordered this dog and not only ordered the dog, uh, paid to have someone fly the dog in the plane the to way, Chicago. Nico is in good hands <laughs> with uh, Street Disciples, uh, Shauna and David Brewer. Um, so just let everyone know, Nico is in good hands. He's, He's in a good, Texas. He's a good boy. He's got two we other get friends. photo updates very often. We get photo updates. But but before before we, I had I had ordered this dog, and he had no my husband had no idea that I had already. Wow um spent quite a bit uh of our uh money on a dog yeah <laughs> and it was like uh three weeks i would say before the dog got there and and he said well you know we'll just we'll just see what happens um it won't be too much and it wasn't like it wasn't it was going it wasn't gonna like devastate us no. but it was going to make it a very like uncomfortable christmas, christmas. So it's like all right instead of like 12 gifts maybe you'll get <laughs> maybe. you know but then i then then i then i was quickened by the holy spirit and you know this is so i was quickened by the holy spirit the holy spirit is part of the new covenant because god because jesus said i must go for someone must someone's coming better yeah who's that the holy spirit the comforter the, the, the teacher, the helper. So the helper came to help me. Because I'm in such great covenant with God, I spend my day with him. I spend time with him. I wake up every morning and I say, thank you, Lord, for another great day. I, I'm, I'm a giver. I'm a soul winner. I'm in, I'm in such connection with God. Yeah. The, 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 the Holy Spirit says, wait, you have your home insurance. Yeah. Now, what does that mean, home insurance? Well, when we bought the house, they had a it was a home warranty, correct me. I'm I stand corrected. It was a home warranty. So all the major appliances was covered. And we've been living in the house um, since your birthday in January. Almost a year. Almost, almost a, year. a year. And it was only for 1 year. It was only yeah, it was that's right. Cuz we hadn't renewed it. That's right. 
And then all of a sudden, I'm like, this, this, this peace comes over me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait, we got the home warranty. I'm just going to, I'm already registered. I, I, let me just go on and I get the app and, and the person's, I call the person and they said, okay, um, it's a hundred dollar deposit. Okay. I, I give them the credit card over the phone. They, the, the plumbing company calls me and says, send us a picture of your, your tank and everything. And mm-hmm. I send pictures and the whole nine yards. And I'm thinking to myself, well, it's the middle of winter. This could either take a really long time. Um, or they might not even have um, the the stock because the the what happened inflation, the inflation and, and, and the pipeline and 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 it's hard to get anything. So I'm thinking it could be a while or whatever. But I never spoke that out. I just I just it came into my thought. I tossed it aside, and then they sent me a text back, and they said, "Okay, we'll be there tomorrow morning." like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then they called me. They said, okay, it's going to be, uh, you already paid the hundred dollar deposit. So it's going to be uh, another hundred, hundred dollars. Plus if you want us to take the old one out, um, it's be another hundred dollars. So all in, all in brand new hot water tank, same big tank, 300 bucks, $300. It was a great Christmas. $300. If I didn't remember that, this is the truth. If the Holy Spirit didn't tell me, I, I reminded me I have a home warranty, I would have called the same plumber the church had, and I would have paid the same amount, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. But I'm. But that's what happens when you stay. Someone says that's that's a great testimony. You know, it it is a great testimony, and it and it's available for you. You don't understand. What God does in one's life, he's, he's, he's willing. It's his will. It's his will. Just like if a relative dies, you have a will and testimony, a testament that whatever happens, it is established. I have a covenant with God. It's in God's will that I be blessed. Yeah. It's in God's will that I have peace. It is God's will. That I have joy. It is God's will that I am, that I have prosperity, that I have health. Glory to God. That's what staying in covenant gets you. That you're not, you, we're not out there shaking a cup for five cents. No, God will bless you. God will, will do a miracle in your life. God will continue to keep the flow of blessings open. I like right? what um, Mr. Tim says, Tim Kelly on Facebook says giving what the Lord tells you to give when it's a stretch and more than you ever gave. The joy is unexplainable. It's a deeper walk in the covenant and elevates you to a higher level. And I like that because every time we've ever leveled up in our giving, we've never felt it in a way where it was like, man, we shouldn't have done that. It's always a quick return and a quick direct link to look at what God did because we gave. Yeah. And it's like when you have that, like we purpose in our heart every time we give a large seed that, okay, this isn't it. Like this isn't the end of it. Like no. next time it's going to be even greater. And we even ask the Lord, like, you know, we want to sow X amount this year. 
and it's always more than we did the last year and it's like because why it's in your it's in your heart and it is a joy un unexplainable like it's so fun <laughs> absolutely that's why the bible says it's 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 better to give absolutely because the joy that comes from giving is is overwhelming yeah you know think about the joy that comes from giving when we gave these kids we had that testimony of the toys in cuba when we gave these kids toys toys that that cost us a couple dollars and they're just excited that they have they have something they could play with they have a doll a barbie that they could play with it it brings such fulfillment into my heart this is in Cuba. This is in Cuba. This is a picture of, this is just the joy that comes from giving. Look at their faces. What is that? What? Is, what? That was, that was the excitement that of was just, the day. That was like, I think we were giving them like Lego kits or something. We like gave that. the boys Legos and yeah. the girls Barbies. And Precious. this is. That's why when it, when it says it is, it's more, it's better to give. Because I, we bless those kids. They'll never forget that Jesus gave them this food, that Jesus gave them these toys. Yeah. That's, what, that's what we did. Before we gave anything, I sat with all the kids, and I said, this is not from us. These toys, they're not from us. These toys will, I told them they would eventually break. You're going to forget about these toys, but Jesus will never forget about you, and you will never forget about Jesus. Jesus came here to bless you. Yeah. And we were the hands and feet. Yeah. Glory to God. And such an honor. We, we're planning to go back in July. Yeah. We're planning to go back to Cuba in July because there's, there's much work that needs to be done and there's people there that are hungry for the gospel. Amen. Amen. With all this being said, I want to challenge somebody right now. I want to challenge you to sow a seed into, into, sow a seed into the gospel. You're sowing a seed into souls, into feeding hungry kids, into clothing, clothing the naked, helping the poor. That's what your seed goes to. If you haven't partnered with our ministry, maybe you say, uh, well, you know, I, I can't partner with too much. Just do what the Lord tells you to do. Stay in covenant by, show God that money means absolutely nothing to me. Here you go, Lord. If the Lord tells you, hey, sow $100 tonight. Maybe the Lord said, sow $1,000. Maybe you own a business. You could sow from your business. Sow a seed of $10,000. Go whatever level you are at. And if you've been at that level for a long time and you're saying, you know what, I'm busting out of this level, then sow a large seed. Show God, Lord, here it is. Everything means nothing to me. We led over 700 people to the Lord when we were in Cuba. Over 723 people yeah. came and called on the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Came and called on the name of Jesus. We're, we're in the middle of working with street disciples again, where we're going to, to try to rent out. We are going to rent a stadium out in Texas and have a crusade in Texas. We're going back to Cuba. We're, we're working with um, Pastor Corey, um, from the river of Cincinnati and uh, we're going to put on a huge crusade for his church mm -hmm. in Cincinnati. They already have the venue out. We're, we're going to be at Riverside Assembly of God revival meetings. 
what is a revival meeting? A revival meeting revives the church people. It, re it reminds you why God puts you on this earth. That's good. And, I, and I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm ready. If you're anywhere in the Rockford area, and I said anywhere because people drove three hours to come to the meetings when we were in Cuba. They took a horse and buggy. They sat in, in a, a, a dirty, rusted old dump truck to hear the gospel preached. Tell me you're hungry without telling me you're hungry yeah. for the things of God. But I want you to partner with our ministry, and I want you to sow a seed that will get God's attention, where you say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready for this year. I'm ready for the overwhelming victory. I'm ready. Money means nothing to me. God's going to do miracles in my life. God's going to use me to do miracles. You know, the Lord said signs and wonders follow those beliefs. But they follow. In order to follow, you have to be doing something. Following is a movement. You can't follow something that's not moving. And the Lord said as long as you keep moving, signs and wonders are going to follow you. I was driving to get a haircut today. I felt the Lord put that in my heart, my spirit. As long as you keep moving, signs and wonders are going to follow you. Don't ever slow down. It's just the beginning. And when I said it's just the beginning, because some of you, you, nobody was there in Cuba when I cried out to the Lord. And I said, Lord, it's not about me. I can care less if anybody knows what happens in Cuba. It's about these people. These people in Cuba needed a miracle. And I would cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, Make it happen today. These people are going to die. They're, they're in pain. This old man, I remember this old man. He had no strength. It's like if somebody wanted to give up on life, it was him. His wife was crying. He was just sitting there. There was like no life in him. And the Lord said, give him a hug. And as soon as I did, the fire of God came on him. Man, I, I felt it leave my body. And where he was weak, he was strong. And I said, just do something you couldn't do. And, and together we walked around the church, and he was overwhelmed with strength. Someone might say, well, that's not really, that, that, that's not really a miracle. You know, he was, just, he was probably tired. No, that was a miracle. Because when you look at someone's eyes, the gateway to their souls, and you don't see anything, that they're living in a country with with no provision, no help, no nothing. You've, you've worked the hardest you ever worked, and, and now what is there to show for it? And life came into him. That's what Jesus did. Jesus brought life yeah. everywhere he went. And so this ministry brings life. We bring the life of Jesus everywhere we go. Because Jesus is not done. God is not done with America. God is not right. done with this world. God's going to pour out his spirit one last time. And everybody with closed oh. eyes shall see. Everyone with deaf eyes shall hear. The gospel shall go through this nation and every other nation in all the world one last time. And we'll see the biggest, the biggest revival, the biggest amount of people call on the name of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. And that's what it's about. 
Thanks for listening to the MJV Ministries podcast. If you would like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and make a kingdom impact, consider becoming one of the thousand monthly partners we are believing for. To learn more, go to mjvministries.com partner.